Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi. Welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. There are so many misconceptions when it comes to nutrition and food, and I get asked about them all the time. And so I wanted to kind of demystify six of them that I hear about a lot. But if you have any that you also want done, then let me know and we can do another series. But today we're going to do the top six food myths that I feel like are popping up for me. The first is, do you have to stop eating at 7 p.m. or by like a certain time? I was really wanting to address this because in the promos that we did for the show, we did a smash or pass for fasting. And I said pass because it can be just too extreme and too restrictive and then you overdo it on the other side. But the truth is a lot of people wrote in saying that it's really helpful for them. And I thought about it and the reality is, is that it was kind of one-sided, which is that there is tons of research and scientific evidence that shows that it can actually be really beneficial for hormones, particularly the hunger hormones. That being said, in my practice, in actuality, I do find that for a lot of people, the intermittent fasting can be hard because if you have a cutoff time that you cannot eat after, a lot of people want to rebel against that. So whether it's binging right before that or going ham in the morning or honestly learning to disregard true hunger cues. I really don't believe in going to bed hungry. And for many people, the intermittent fasting can be really helpful. But I do find for a lot of people, having the rigid rules of not being able to eat after a certain point isn't great. But if it does work for you, then great. I'm a big fan of having time to digest before you get in bed and then having more restful sleep. And of course, that could impact hormones in a positive way as well. So do you need to stop eating at 7 p.m.? Absolutely not. If it works for you, great. But definitely be mindful if you are someone that tends to overdo it after a period of restriction. That might not be the right call. The second food myth is white meat is best. And a lot of people avoid dark meat chicken, especially because they think it's unhealthy. And that is just not true. Dark meat chicken does have more calories than white meat, but it also tastes 
a million times better. And I am a huge fan of going full fat and savoring the shit out of it rather than going slightly lower calorie and then sacrificing so much on texture that you end up not being fully satisfied and then more likely to go looking for satisfaction elsewhere. There are, of course, people who just prefer white meat. And in that case, like, let's just agree to disagree on that. The third food myth is the way to lose weight is keto. The thing about keto is it certainly can be helpful, especially with jumpstarting a plan. I found that to be incredibly helpful among a bunch of people I know and clients that I have. However, long-term, I do find it quite unsustainable. I have two really main issues with it. The first is that it's done often in a way that is so kind of over the top with like the cheese and the butter, and it ends up just being incredibly unhealthy and decadent in this way that just isn't going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for your heart. It's just not it. And that is coming from me. And I'm a huge fan of dietary fat. I've always said, do the full fat milk if you want it and the full fat yogurt. And I'm just very generous with olive oil while I'm cooking. But this does tend to be over the top. My other issue with it is that it can raise cortisol because the lack of carbs can actually put stress on the body, particularly for someone that is suffering from adrenal fatigue. I am a huge fan, of course, of moderating blood sugar and being really mindful of where carbs are coming in, but adding really complex, slowly digestible carbs that taste amazing like sweet potato in moderation are really important and I think really helpful for a plan long term and just for like general enjoyment. So I don't think we have to go full keto to lose weight. I think that long term, it's not that sustainable. However, it does really work for some people, in which case I totally support that. The fourth myth is that coffee is bad for you. And the reality is it's really, really not. There's tons of evidence that shows that it's actually really beneficial. It contains antioxidants and other active substances that have been shown to reduce inflammation. And research shows that may make the body better at processing sugar. And the reason for that is that there's this theory behind a lot of these studies that show that people who drink more coffee are less likely to develop type 2 diabetes. There's, of course, a lot of factors at play. But there is a ton of research that shows dark roast coffee can decrease breakage in DNA strands. In some cases, coffee drinkers may be less likely to develop Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, and it may be cardioprotective as well. So there's tons of research that shows that it can be really beneficial. It is, of course, dehydrating. So we obviously have to drink a ton of water when we're doing coffee. But beyond that, it can impact the adrenals, especially if we're doing too much and too late in the day. But in no way, shape, or form is coffee bad for you. Just keep it in check. The fifth food myth is that egg whites are healthier than egg yolks. And this is just simply not the case. The yolk contains so many important vitamins, including the bulk of the iron and the folate. Plus it's delicious and it keeps you full. And I'm always going to recommend the yolk. There is still this very outdated info on dietary fat and particularly dietary cholesterol that it actually impacts blood cholesterol. But the truth is that it really doesn't. And like if you were doing two eggs a day with yolks, it's a very healthy way to get protein and the fat is going to fill you up and taste delicious. So that's the plan, unless you don't like yolks, in which case don't. The final and sixth myth is that plant-based proteins are healthier than animal-based. And this one is going to be a little tricky because it goes so much beyond just health. But 
The reality is, I don't think so. First of all, there are so many reasons to go plant-based beyond health, whether that's for the environment or ethical reasons or beyond. But purely from a health standpoint, I don't agree with this, mainly because not all plant-based proteins are created equal. And in a lot of cases, there's not so healthy ingredients in them, like processed soy, which really closely resembles estrogen in the body that can in theory impact hormones in a not so great way. But there are also tons of unnecessary fillers and stabilizers in a lot of these products to help with texture. There are, of course, products that are made from whole foods like beans and nuts, which get my full support. But I'm not willing to say that plant-based proteins are healthier than animal-based. I think doing really high quality animal-based proteins is a very healthy way to go also. That's my take, but you got to do you. So these were the six food myths that I hear most often. If you're into this and you want me to bust more, then just let me know. You can reach me in the DMs. Tomorrow, we have a very special guest who is a friend of mine who I'm very excited for you to hear from. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily produced by Katherine Hugh. If you like this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate us.